I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York, where yesterday a tropical storm knocked out power and our house was plunged into darkness for three full hours yesterday afternoon. I, uh, I was a little unsteady, but I emerged from this experience humbled, grounded, and more appreciative than ever for the light. Wow. Wow. I'm Tom Saunders. Getting through this in the Pacific Palisades of California and realizing from your uh, moving story, I, I, actually, I'm, I'm looking for the right adjectives. Moving came to me first, but sh- uh, it, it makes me, it's chilling. It's a chilling story. We've all experienced it, but somehow hearing it happen again, uh, it, it, it summons the old feelings of blackouts that I've had. Uh, electricity, I think we have to say, Scotty, is still the most important invention of the modern age. <laughs> Without what Tom Edison and Nikolai Tesla did, all the geniuses who are making billions in Silicon Valley would be farmers, although some might make pottery or carve toys out of wood. <laughs> I will say flat out, Scotty, Bill Gates would possibly, if he's lucky, be a lawyer like his dad, but I think it's more likely that he would own a large blacksmithery. Well, that's, I think I would see him. Yes, well, I I could see that for Gates. And Tommy, you can't over, I remember reading Thomas Edison growing up in in the large print books for kids, young Thomas Alva Edison, and always fascinated by him. But I, it's something you, of course, one of our running themes, we, people don't appreciate things and electricity we saw every time you flip on a light switch you just go i'm flipping on a light switch and i'm going to do something else after that there's no pause going i'm grateful no light emerging when i do it and yesterday it was you know you get a little apprehensive a tropical storm a little was a little windy a little rainy and then my sister said upstairs uh the lights had flickered i said confidently well nothing's wrong down here and as i said it (laughs) much like an emotion picture Everything went down and it was afternoon. It was four o'clock yeah. Eastern, but I froze. And, and then you check the, now you have these apps. See, in the old days, you wouldn't know if it would ever come back yeah. electricity ever. Yeah. So you'd have to plan your life thinking. <laughs> and that's harder than planning anything like moving or I got this thing to do Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Thankfully they have apps, of course. And it said, uh, we estimate it said July 10th, 11 PM. Mm. When I saw that and what a, comedy of errors i wish yeah. it was a comedy i thought yesterday was july 9th oh my god all these in these times Tommy, as we all know all of our listeners oh who knows what day yeah. it is i'm thinking why would it take a whole other day yeah. and night well and i and i said i bet it will be sooner and then it said 8 p.m and then i so i literally just sat i did go out for a walk the sun mm-hmm. emerged and i thought let me just that you could do yeah with electricity that's right now uh, that's that's like, important yeah. there are things yeah. you can do without electricity. And one of them is take a walk in broad daylight. Absolutely. And even in the in one's evening time, you can do it. So that's, again, we bring up the positives yes. you can still do. But the rest of the time, I was frozen, just staring out the yeah. window. And, and let, let me just, I... uh, uh, for people listening to this podcast a thousand years from now, uh, the, the uh, when you say you were frozen, this is in the middle <laughs> of summer. So it wasn't, technically you weren't cold, although you could be if it were winter, you're very fortunate this happened when it was summer because oh. if you have a, a electric heating, as many people do, um, you're out of luck. 
You know, you you, oh, you can freeze. In other words, I, oh, absolutely. And I want to correct you. Say it doesn't mean you're out of luck. You may still have luck in other ventures, but no, in that moment people, you don't have luck because you're freezing to death. Just and just within that moment, yeah. But also, people listening to a thousand years from now know about freezing, where I'm sure people are frozen and they come back years later and the disease is cured and they're fine. So I'm not talking about that either. I was, uh, <laughs> Right. So it's just ruling out the things. Uh, but I sat at the window. Frank, thankfully, there was a, you know, I had the window open, there was a breeze. But uh, I really didn't know. I thought, Why do, how do I have coffee tomorrow? How do I eat dinner? All these things that we just take for granted. Yeah. And I did actually take my Bassett's food and put it in a saucepan and heat it up. And I was eating. And my sister came down. And, and then I, and I said, yeah, <laughs> July 10th. Why would it take the whole of the day? She said, no, <laughs> today is July 10th. It was a close-up of her. And the music came what on. I- and I went, well, what, what, what? <laughs> and, uh, and then I turned and pivoted and did a double take. Oh, my God. Uh, I could have done a spit take, you too, probably. Know, but uh, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it would be a joyous spit take. And I don't know if th- that anybody's ever put, pulled that one off. Spit takes are usually, what? Now things are really bad or something like that. Or that's crazy. But a yeah. joyous spit take has never been accomplished, Scotty. So that would have been a great time to pull off something that's never been done before. Now, wow. for people, uh, uh, for uh, loyal listeners who may not be, as they say, in the weeds of uh, inside baseball regarding show business, a spit take is in, in any sitcom, uh, I speak from experience, having watched many of them and, and worked on the uh, on a few of them as well. The spit take is when somebody comes in and says, guess what? I'm the one who got the job, not you. <laughs> the other person who hears this news ha- has to be drinking something at the time. Always. Yeah, that's mandated. And, and always. Yeah. It doesn't work unless you're drinking something. To- and some people try to do a belated spit take where they hear the news, <laughs> then they quickly grab a glass, drink it, and then spit it out. No. That doesn't work. Yeah. It's a it's, no. it's a it's a um, a reaction, a, a, a physical reaction that is uh, endlessly funny. It never stops being funny. It's one of those joke bits that uh, is always reliably uh, funny, unless you do it like ten times in an act, and then it's like, yeah. hey, you guys are milking this. The, That's this too bit. much, and the it's too much. Has to be clean. But and I that's like penicillin, Scotty. If you overuse oh. the spit take, then nobody can benefit. No comedy writer can benefit from the spit take. If no, you're, you're immune. You're immune to it yeah. and uh, to powerful benefits. Like penicillin. Like overuse of yes. penicillin. Well, penicillin, by the way, I always say I'm allergic to, because uh, as a child, I had a rash to sulfa. Now they're saying a lot of those things didn't mean you're allergic, but that's just my penicillin No, that's, thing. A, that's, a, great, uh, that's a great thing that when you... When people say, are you allergic to any, when doctors or nurses or medical professionals ask you if you're allergic to anything, and it's almost like saying, yes, I'm allergic to all medicine, you know? <laughs> oh. That's true. Yikes. Well, I always thought, um, mm. I do remember, uh, I'm usually not, I don't find, I'm not one of those guys who likes to joke with the waitresses mm. usually, but one time I do remember, you know, they sweetly ask now, uh, you know, for when you're ordering, uh, do we have any allergies? And I said, uh, penicillin. And I thought that would get a huge, really bring down the table. Yeah, laugh. they should have. Really get it. She didn't get it because it was an earnest waitress. It wasn't in the manual. You know, <laughs> and she could have said, <laughs> oh, not- no, there's no penicillin in our fish. Yeah. If you're a wet, let's look at it from let's be empathetic, like uh, Joe Biden is, is supposedly empathetic. Let's yeah. try to be Biden-esque about this and say, 
you know, your uh, your waitress, and in those days we call they they were called they call themselves waitress. It wasn't a yeah. considered a bad thing to say, but she she's dealing. You have to understand with people who may or may not actually have a sense of humor uh, at all, let alone the ability to be wildly funny in the moment. Uh, and 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 I mean that was a world class joke. If you're not ready for a world class joke, you're not going to get it. Yeah, uh, you know yeah. you're busy trying to remember which order and who which who which person got that. Um, that's why I think we need to do more. I don't know if if this is just going to add a burden to things, but do we need to? You're a comedy teacher. Should you start teaching? You know, you teach people how to be uh, comedians. Maybe. Maybe we need you to teach people how to laugh. No. Well, how to find something funny. How to, how to find get some. Well, yeah. that, that's, that falls under the rubric of yeah. laughter, I, I assume. Uh, I, I, I often cite uh, the great Robert Plant of, of the group Led Zeppelin, who asked plaintively in the middle of, of a concert performance of Stairway to Heaven, he asked, does anybody remember laughter? And it no, turned out some people had forgotten laughter. And oh, yeah. were surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Laughter. Thank you for reminding me. They would shout back to him. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. And they remembered laughter. And they were, you know, and, and they didn't necessarily know how to do it, though. That's the problem. Well, Tommy, you've really opened up a whole new business stream for me. I never thought of it. I always thought I'll teach stand-up and for people who are interested in doing comedy. But no, everyone, and some are, but many people aren't. But everyone is interested in having a sense of humor to who isn't? appreciate a joke. Who would say, no, I don't want to ever laugh. Right. Someone, you some, know, some do. Some, some, some do, but those people. Is, yeah. Uh, uh, subversive. And, yeah, if it's subversive and it's not taking things fine, it's not a laughing matter. When people are yeah. angry, they don't, they don't think uh, that their sense of humor is completely gone. Their ability to be funny or to find anything funny. And when I say they, I mean all of us uh, have this um, – thing called anger inside of us now can you teach an angry man to laugh now that's 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 the book that's the book title scott yes, scott that's can, it can you teach an angry man to laugh and it becomes a play and a musical because oh, yeah, it's such a great a, title and then a really in a series and actually a, a whole movement yeah uh, the anger movement. And then but, that's, but that's the, the logo question. is the angry man. Right. Instead of burning man, it's angry man. Uh, angry but it's man. Uh, who's been flipped. Yeah. Uh, and so it tells the story of you and an angry man. And it's sort of like the King's Speech, where, the, where uh, that movie where the, the King of England had to learn how to talk on the radio. You teach yeah. a man how to laugh. And maybe it's not a man. Maybe it's a woman. Yes. Well, I, I, at the time, I wanted to go back because there's so many things we're putting out there. Uh, Number one, I want to get back to spit takes because uh, not great because it's so you put out you put out inventions and then you move on because we're always thinking. Of things, I know. But I know. You have proposed. First it's one of my problems. Say, well, you don't you, you try to give to the world and hope that they're taking notes. Yeah. You don't monetize it on the spot. No, I don't. I just I, I, I sort of move on to the next shiny object. No. And I'm trying to remember myself. But the, the, the spit take thing, number one, and I'm going on a limb here. This is it is a it is a constant comedy device. Yet how many times in real life does that ever happen? And yet yeah. it's a reliable comedy device that always works. And yet maybe in the history of mankind, maybe twelve times somebody actually <laughs> actually did had that. a spit take. Yeah, and then and you know, eight that, of them 
Eight of them were imitating spit takes from Felder. Right. There are only four genuine spit takes in real life. And yet, it's the biggest comedy device that's always used and always successful. Yes. Uh, And and it's totally not real in any way. No, no. Well, uh, I wouldn't say totally because you did mention those four historic pre-sitcom spit takes. In other words, they happened... Years before, because yes. you ha- you can't include the ones afterwards, because as you say, they may be imitating. Oh yeah, their yeah. Um, well, uh, their favorite friends. Friends did a lot of that sort of thing. It seems. Oh to me. yeah, I may it's be mistaken big... about that, and but it seems to me. But like another thing, Tommy, that you did. Spit take. Yeah, but what else you said is how about a? Because you said spit takes are um, always. Uh, was, it, was, it was something that you drinking, said. That well, was, you have to be drinking something. Have, yeah, the, the people, yeah. And, it's and very it's usually often. something bad, but the, great, the, the, the positive spit take, the, wow, this is a great thing, and you're drinking and you spit something out because you're, you're you know, whatever it is, provoke that. In a good way, that's never happened. No, that's what I wanted to zero in on and, and that drill down, unpack, because that is, I mean, trans, talk about transformational. Yeah. I mean, Everything is always the, oh, no, that was the sister, you know, or, you know, no, uh, it's in my name. How about life is even better than it was yesterday? (laughs) Or, or, you know, or the lights are back on. Yeah, the lights are back on. That's exactly getting back to the hope. We'll be on in four hours. And that circles us back to your dilemma, actually three hours. And that circles us back to the story that we started. And this is really why we say... um, podcasts of the future will be more like uh, getting through this because of our circling back techniques are uh, revolutionary. Yes. We just, we, we, we went on a meandering um, trip and, and we say meandering just because it's kind of a funny word to say. Step is carefully calculated. Uh, uh, except for, for the things that too. we say that are completely impro- improvisational and we didn't know we were going to say them, except for those. Oh, yeah. And, and like I said, in, in this day and age, too, scientifically tested. So we will never, yes. even though it is completely improvisational, balletic jazz, uh, we don't go into balletic. areas that have not been tested in some way right. uh, in a lab or the equivalent of yeah. a lab. And uh, we don't bring that up all the time like, oh, it's OK, this has been tested. But you, our listeners should assume that we're not taking yes. them in direction that are unsafe or unhealthy. Uh, unsa- that, that, that's so important, Scotty. We, we will never, and, and, and uh, loyal listeners know, we're constantly telling people, like, we were the first to say, uh, to, to say, to warn people against eating bats in a wet market before you wipe them off. We were the first yeah. ones to say that, to, to yeah. give that warning. And the so New York we're, Times, we're, I think it was three weeks later, they had something in the food section. You know, they're always three weeks lacking. We, <laughs> we say it, we start the timer to the New York Times yeah, story yeah. about what we just said. Right. And, well, um, uh, okay. So, I mean, there, that actually, I ha- uh, just to tease, I have a, 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 um, an item. Uh, I, do they call it blind item? What is a blind item? You went to That was when you would... That I think a gossip columnist like the great Hedda Hopper or some of the greats of the, uh, Walter Winchell and all the greats uh, would say, uh, "Who is that something who's uh, supposedly cheating on his wife?" I think that's a blind item where you're not giving the name, but I hope yeah. one of our eagle-eared listeners will will know. <laughs> uh, and an eagle eye is fine. No, eagle eyes, but eagle ears are good yeah. too. The eagles have great ears. I yeah. think. I assume. 
Well, they must because they're right. the national bird. So, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have a national bird that didn't have a good sense of hearing. I, yeah. I think they vetted the, the bird before they uh, made it a national bird. Well, the point being uh, the, the, uh, the, that, that we need electricity. I think that's the bigger oh, yeah. uh, point. And, and let's not get rid of electricity. I'm on the side of let's keep it. Let's keep oh, it yeah. going. Um, more of it, more of it. Let cars be electric, and all electric is. Uh, I mean, gas is a whole other thing. I remember growing up on the Belt Parkway in Brooklyn. It was a giant tank, a huge tank that you'd see off the road, and it always said huge lettering: "Gas heats best." And I'll never forget that. I saw that every day that I'd be with my parents. Really? And uh, but I don't. I feel electric is always. So, so, so wait a minute. You're saying this is fascinating what you just said. OK, you would drive past this enormous tank and yeah. it was a, ten, a sense, uh, not in a sense, in a literal way, it was indoctrinating you as a young child. Yeah. When you gas heats best, whatever anybody tells you, even if your parents tell you otherwise, that tank refuses to say anything but gas heats best. I know, true? and how did it, it wasn't even an ad? It was just there, and, and just they there. put it up. No one challenged it. No one said, "No one you challenged." It was another, what... not another tank built that said, "Although electricity is good too." Nobody did that. <laughs> no, please keep in mind, parentheses, electric. No, no, that was yeah. no, it was nothing for miles, and that's what I saw every day. And On a huge, uh, enormous gas tank. I assume it. Yeah. It, it oh, had contained a, gas. The tank. I assume, yeah, it was uh, near uh, the Gil Hodges Little League field. Oh, was, well, you could see it from the Belt Park. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> Well, to build a little league field next to a gas tank or to build a gas tank next to a little. In either case, somebody was asleep at the switch, I believe. is Or short-sighted. Well, short-sighted. maybe they try to turn into a promotional thing like hit this gas heat sign and hit gas heat's best sign and win a suit. They, they, <laughs> they, you know, those but don't things. blow up the actual tank. No, and, no. Uh, because then we, we take the suit back. We, you, you have to return the suit Yeah, uh, that yeah. you won. Or, that was, by the way, you know, the, I think the Brooklyn Dodgers would have a, you know, really? fences that Abe Stark clothes in Brooklyn that said, hit this sign, win it, get a suit. But I obviously it only applied to the players because the fans <laughs> not really be in the running. <laughs> so right. it, it had limited the promotional player gets value. a suit. What, what yeah. a weirdo thing. It's like, this is a, a, a <laughs> so great. <laughs> yes. Hit that sign and win a suit. And you just get a suit. And, and do they pick the suit? Do they pick the size? I mean, that's well, the, the uh, suit company. Just one would hope suit. so. Wait, one this would... doesn't fit. I, we didn't say it was going to fit. I'm a ball yeah. player. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they just take it and they'll leave it. And uh, yeah, I no, made my memory be. That's really more of a, in, in, in the form of a question. Uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, is that that's what I think most pe- listeners would assume would be the case that that it would be a corrupted enterprise, but. What do you think? Uh, do you no, think it was I a good was, suit? Do you think it was? I, a, I would say it was a good suit. It, it was a totally legit. Look, it was the fifties. It was all earnest and legit and wholesome. And and a suit would have been amazing. That suit cost forty dollars, <laughs> and you would get because the ball players only made ten dollars a game. Whatever. It was. <laughs> I know. I'm getting. I'm a little fast laugh at that, and loose. Ten dollars yeah. bought a house in New Jersey. Well, that that's true. In a not a very desirable, but a pretty desirable area. No, two yeah. two be- uh, two uh, bedroom, one bath. Yeah, yeah. Now, I do want to just say that, full disclosure, my facts may be a little bit fast and loose in some of this, but there was Abe Stark, who later became borough president of New York. Also, Wait, uh, who, Abe Stark? How did he figure into this I believe, this well, drama? Well, let me see, because I thought that that was the, 
Oh, you I mean see. that. Oh, you mean that's the that's the company, the suit company. Well, here's the, the thing, actually, and 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 it's amazing how we have instant. I have literally time. This is a record today. It's a little yeah. hot, but twelve interns huddled around me here, <laughs> and they just clicked here. And this is literally. Uh, I'll just quickly say, Abe Stark actually had a clothing store in East New York, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a sign at Ebbets Field that said, "Hit sign, win suit." <laughs> And the sign itself wasn't very high. It was three feet. So it was rather unlikely someone would ever hit it. <laughs> so not only was it limited to ball players, right? Yeah. Okay. So already that's a sm- very small number of, you know, people who could benefit from this advertising uh, campaign. But also uh, it was a small sign that they very, that they very likely wouldn't be able to hit. Well, at the original side, apparently. <laughs> and then did, they, did ball players? Excuse me, before you. Yeah, yeah sure. There, did ball players get suits? I mean, do do we ever see a ball player wearing the suit in a photograph uh, promoting? Well, I had that information actually. Now, first, the original sign I should say did cover the whole right field wall and was much easier to hit. Then he moved it because it was too easy to this tiny thing, and he said. Uh, Actually, one of the Ape Stark employees said that at the time they were altering more suits that players won than actually from paying customers. So it really wasn't a great uh, deal. <laughs> and, but after the sign was moved, he rarely saw any players. And uh, uh, but actually, oh my gosh, that's the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> and so it actually, they the players did, did aim for the sign. They did get a suit. Suits and they almost bankrupted Abe Stark. That's a great story, Scotty. If I were only drinking something, I would have multiple spit takes. Well, I'm, yes, and all for the right reasons. But I will go back to one more time with the spit take. Tommy, you must market or present to the scientific authorities the, the spit take for good, which is uh, maybe the new sitcoms will have that, but where it's, someone spit is a spit take because very relieving information just like, like oh no the blackout will be over in 45 yeah. minutes well i mean and, uh, that blackout well, I, I, yeah I, I i'm i'm working on it and uh i guess the the the, the key is uh to and everybody uh dreams of patenting something like a spit take oh so yeah that every time i have a feeling the spit take itself is public domain at this point but the spit take with a, uh, a, a off of some surprising good information, not bad and not embarrassing, yeah. not comically uh, uh, upsetting, but something that's comically good. Well, that's never been done before. And Scotty, it's funny because when we started out talking about your power outage, I thought that this uh, uh, this uh, podcast would be devoted to. The many ways, well, for example, talking about blackouts of, that I've been through. Yes, of yesteryear. The, of yesteryear. Yeah. Because um, I was in the great, uh, one of the great New York blackouts. The second one, not the one in the early 60s, please. Well, the 1977 one? The 1977 one. I was, oh, yes. I was in I have vivid memories was, of that. Yeah. And I thought that's what we were going to talk about, how I was high above on the 22nd floor of the Brevoort East. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, and uh, with my girlfriend's family. And uh, the uh, th- and this was actually a scarier blackout because 
there was rioting that it was there happening. was some uh, looting involved. Yeah, see, so looting is not a, a new thing, particularly any movement. It's just something that happens when it's dark and there's no lights and, you know, police are occupied. But uh, but I do remember that was with my girlfriend at the time, my first girlfriend, really, my first serious girlfriend, uh, Margie Ziegler. And uh, oh, it's on, funny, my girlfriend was named Margie. Oh, and I know I, I, that's of course. And I know her. And uh, we were in a crazy studio apartment on 85th and Riverside. And I even know it costs 210 a month. That sounds like I'm 98 years old, but yeah, it, uh, that's no, you don't. You said, you know why? It's your young, you have a younger voice than a nine. <laughs> right. Although yeah, I'm sure the late Carl Reiner who passed in 98 yeah. had, a, had a very youthful sound. That's what kept him yeah. so vibrant all those years. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, and there was blackout in, um, 2002 was the last one I remember. Uh, and I remember missing out because I heard, oh, yeah, people were at bars and they were just getting rid of beers. And it was so great. And going, oh, I really wish I did that. I just sort of sat and sweltered. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that, for was that, that but, the ha- Hurricane Sandy? Uh, no, no. Sandy, actually, in 2012, I was not touched by my, Although my parents who were living in this this house at the time were, uh, did have a blackout for 11 days. But where I was living in Brooklyn, it was untouched. So uh, this really was the first one. And but I'm telling you, Tommy, three hours was more than this uh, person can take. And then you see countries like Iraq or all the other countries who every day they have rolling blackouts every single day. Uh, just not even rolling, just blackouts every day. Yeah. And, and, well, uh, India, so, India has its, you know, they'll just blackout for some, you know, there'll be lightning and where CC, where my wife is, you know, they'll, they'll be blackout. But generally, no. The, the, the interesting thing to me is how everything goes away in the blackout. I mean, just everything, all the elaborate wonderful youtube wonders yeah. every it's just gone because uh, uh, also in a blackout even even the uh, you can't get cell service well uh that's interesting though because apparently i did that that was the one thing really? unless i was on because i couldn't have been on wi-fi because that wouldn't have worked so i did actually no, the wi-fi is so not. i was looking at my phone i mean and so theoretically you could see a very small version of dave brubeck playing on youtube but uh, so that's one thing. I want that's to a advantage. great, great YouTube, by the way, Dave Brubeck. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, oh and, and, and since we're talking about that, can I just make a quick statement about uh, something else that you can't see if there's no electricity? Oh, sure, but course. you should see if there is. And that's these uh, these new videos that they're that they're turning out, these new YouTubes that people are just making on their own of like people listening to music that we've all heard many times and we love but they're hearing it for the first time and watching their reaction to say steely dan's um peg for example these two young college age kids with very smart they're very they're very they're great they're positive people and they listen for the first time it's amazing watching their faces they're very musically oriented kids too you have to be musically oriented you have to be positive you have to be open you can't be the kind of guy who says, ah, it sucks. You know, you can't be that guy. Yeah. No, That's no. no fun. You don't want to watch that on a YouTube video. But this is amazing because now you're watching somebody. You, you love this music and you see somebody who's appreciating for the first time and talking about it and stopping it. Whoa, whoa, that was amazing. What, what just happened? You know, that kind of thing. Well, that is encouraging because we did that. We're, we continue to do that when I look back at not music. Well, we do musically, but certainly watching Brubeck in the late – 50s yeah. on a black and white television performance is, is our version of that or when we watch Jack right. Paul well, or anything. And, and we've seen it. Be, but but yeah. I, I think the idea, uh, I just wanted to put that in, Scotty. Oh, these are the ones they've never been New York to, Times but. will discover this and I want yeah. us to have discovered it 
at least three weeks in advance. I just oh, wanted yeah. to say that. Uh, uh, definitely watch these videos. But getting back to the Brubeck, I mean, the classic uh, 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 concert for, and TV uh, video that is now available. You don't have to go to the Museum of Broadcasting to watch, yeah. although it would be worth it to go to the Museum of Broadcasting. Yes, I love these, that place. Yeah. These videos. It, but that's an absolutely astounding thing. So, it's, of course, it's time travel. The black and white of, of, of Dave Brubeck, you are watching exactly what people were training their eyes on in 1958 and, and grooving on, Scotty. It's amazing. That, oh, that well, particular I, I, Brubeck, take five, unbelievable. Incredible. And also, as you say, now, now what these kids are doing now, you know, we're watching them on YouTube, being exposed to people and musicians they've never heard. But even for us knowing people, like I, keep, I love going back to a clip from the old Steve Allen program in black and white from Los Angeles, where he did a live musical version of a live uh, thing of the best is, uh, I think, was it um, best is yet to come or no, it was. Um, well, he wrote best is yet to come. Yeah. And, and, and they just, yeah. no, no, you, no. It was like, da, 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 yeah, that's the best. Da, 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 da. No, this could be the this start, could be of, the start of something big. Which is similar to the best is yet to yeah, come. Yeah, you're, you're right. But anyway, you're right. That's uh, all right. Yeah, because you, you're looking for good things in the future. That's right. No, so <clears throat> yes, yeah. to revise what I just said, Steve Allen wrote, this could be the start of something big. But he that's probably wrote best is yet to uh, but come. But he probably did, yeah. Because he wrote everything. It was a, it's likely just A renaissance man. Yeah, but, but just that is it's it, because we talk about on the show getting through this and I we and you've brought up so uh, brilliantly all the YouTube stuff. But just to find something that brings you joy that's out there. And there's so many there are billions that we have that are, aren't aware of to so see Steve and Miss Dinah Shore joins him on the soundstage <laughs> and Steve and Edie. And they and it's a great shot. One long tracking shot through the studios and behind the studio in the hallways. Wow. Uh and everyone's joining in, and, and uh, it's uh, miraculous. Okay, talk about a tracking shot. There's yeah. a YouTube that is Dick Clark. And by the way, Dick Clark is fascinating uh, after a while because he just grew in, in his ability to just be a friendly person was amazing. <laughs> he yeah. just was friendly, and, and, and he just and was calm yeah. with people. And yeah. I never, he was never through attitude at anybody, at any no. of his guests. Well, uh, this was an early CBS um, uh, version of uh, American Bandstand. It was sort mm. of like a, a primetime American Bandstand. So they, ha they had money to spend. And uh, this was in 1950s, 58 or something like that. And the special guest was Bobby Rydell. Oh, of right? course. Yeah. Bobby Rydell. Now, that was the, the, the classic. He completely only lives in, in the 1950s, that he was a super celebrity. But, you know, but still performs to this day, though. I yeah, see his name appear. Really? Uh, yeah, his music he... tends pretty much stayed in the 1950s. But anyway, yeah. he, 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 <clears throat> he, they, they, uh, each of the, of the guests, Dick Clark, is outside in New York City, hmm. uh, uh, one block away from Central Park West. And and um, the guests would arrive in handsome cabs, which are horse-drawn oh. carriages. For those of you who are not New Yorkers, and they each would get out. And I, you didn't know any of them, but then there was Bobby Rydell, and he gets out and he starts singing "Volare," <laughs> and, and 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 they just follow him in like a Saturday Night Live shot or or, or one of those uh, or a Scorsese shot. Yeah, just a continuous shot of him. Singing and and volare, wow! Walking uh, through the lobby and the, and the pages the of this wow of this theater, 
uh, a theater, oh. as, as we sometimes call it, all the way uh, uh, up to and in front of the audience, into the actual wow, I love those shots. And, and, and with huge screams from the, uh, wow. from the, from the he gals. He was huge in those days, yeah. Uh, 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 and and uh, it's worth seeing. It's worth oh, checking wow. out. Oh, hearing it. It's kind of, a, it's kind of a ahead of its time. It was a really extraordinary, because the, 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 the st- they had to use several cameras. They didn't just have a you know, steady cam. They didn't have steady cams. They had no, enormous no, they cameras. And they're all oh. planted at various places. You don't notice it unless you're thinking about it. But it, it really worked. And, no, I'm uh, going to look for that. And you, uh, you need to look for that. But I, I think the old, the, the old Dick Clark shows are pretty good. Well, know? I left his microphone. It was they the tend- yeah. long, thin uh, microphones of the day. I remember my favorite long, thin microphone was Gene Rayburn on one of the match games. Yeah. And it was just, just like a pencil. And that was that they thought, no, it should be better to have this long stick. As yeah, a, it, was, uh, it was modern. But now, of course, the singers like the old 1930s Chicago-style microphone, the, 19, the Elvis would play, that, that, that sort of deco oh. thing that was designed in the 1930s but became very popular in the 50s. Yeah, that, uh, that 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 sort of deco-ish microphone that looks like a little toaster on its side. <laughs> and now they actually do make toasters of the microphone. You know, it's it's a novelty thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you well, they pop out little toast pops yeah. out while you're singing. Uh, they tried that. And yeah. Was, and and it was like, well, wait a minute. Am I supposed to eat little pieces of toast while I'm singing? And they did. There's no butter or yeah. preserves. But it was nothing. Yeah, there's no butter. That's no, it didn't. It wasn't successful. It was a one of those wacky ideas. It was around the time of the Etzel. I think that was the thing. And they would, you know, and someone thought, hey, what if you can make toast? And on yeah. paper, it's a microphone great. that is also a toaster. Yeah, it's on it paper. Looks kind amazing. of like a toaster. Toasters, on the side. why not go all the way? Yeah, why not and go just all the way? Didn't, didn't catch on. And we don't know why. You know, well, Tom, it's one uh, of we have our theories. And it, a lot of it yeah. has to do with just what you said no butter. How do you, well, you know, you know, no that's butter. what it probably comes down uh, no butter, you know, yeah. that, that both of those things. So, all right, well, sometimes we invent things and sometimes we explain why some inventions never caught on. And uh, I don't want to leave a, leave on a, a, a down note. The Chicago, oh, no. The important thing is the Chicago company that manufactured that microphone, well, it can be very proud that it created a, a classic look that is still used sometimes oh, to this day. Oh, yes. A lot of people try to recreate that retro look and uh, it's still used today. But the thing that the most positive way to sign off today, Tommy, is appreciate electricity. And I would hope go on YouTube and I'm going to do it. And be grateful for it. A 1950s uh, documentary. Yes, electricity. And it must be sponsored by the American Association for electricity, you know, because electricity yeah. makes America yes. great. What, Something what? like that. And then there's the kid who goes, gee, what, who cares about electricity? I don't like electricity anyway. Well, Bobby, what would life be like without <laughs> electricity? Right? But you have to have the kid that for some reason oh, yeah. doesn't like electricity. You have to buy it that, that, that there's such a kid exists. Right. And then you have to have a, a man, hopefully a friend of the family, uh, who says once again Tommy, we provided more answers than questions, but we do have a lot of questions still left to be unanswered. And uh, 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 I, I don't know. I mean, we're up to 35 minutes. Well, here. all I can say is that uh, to leave with hope is since I started off with my story and yeah. uh, just to say that I got through it, uh, got I got through those three hours. We're yes. going to get through this. Yes. And uh, just appreciate <laughs> that. Look, look to the light and appreciate the light. <laughs> and that's what we try to do every day. Oh my and uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And I'm always going to be Tom Saunders. And we're getting through this. 